Okay, so once again, page kuf test. Oh, I'm sorry, it's actually page kuf test vav. The same same thing, fourth page of the handout, right toward the bottom. And the shear is sponsored by Esther Weiner as the chus for Arifua Shalema, for Esther Bas Charna, Besok Sha'ar Kola Yisrael. So bottom page kuf test vav, and what the Rambam has been talking about in this section is the idea of serving Hashem Lishma. For the sake of, for pure sake of serving God, and yet at the same time he brings down that there are clearly indications that one has to serve, one has to teach people to serve Hashem at when they're young for little treats, and when they're older for bigger presents, and when they're older than that for money, and older than that for kavod, and there needs to be something to bring people along based on where they are at in life, and ultimately to get to the point of being able to drop all those other side things and to serve Hashem for his own sake. So that's the point we're on. And he calls that Oved Me'ahava, a person who serves Hashem simply for the sake of that he's serving out of love. Va'amru zikronum livracha. And the Chachamim say, B'mitzvosav, I'm sorry, it says in Tehillim, Dovna Melech says, and you should desire Hashem's mitzvot very much. Omar Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar says, this is the Gemara in Avodah Zorah, love Hashem very much, love the mitzvot very much, not the reward of the mitzvot. Just the mitzvot themselves, not the schar mitzvot. The Kamla Haraya has us. The Rambam says how powerful this raya, this proof from Chazal is. The Kamla and how clear it is, how clearly it is stated. The mitzvot, not the reward of the mitzvot. Vehi, not top of the next page. Vehi raya berura amasha kadam lanumin hamaimer. And this is a very strong proof on that which we have been speaking about up until this point. The Gadol Mizeh, Masha Amru B'Sifri. And even greater than, than this, it says in this Sifri, which is another Midrash, or the Chachamim, Shema Tomar. Perhaps a person will say, Hareni Lamei Torah Bishvil She'ehya Asher. I'm going to study the Torah so that I'll become wealthy. Or bishvil she'ikore raz, or so that I'll be called rabbi, bishvil she'akabel schar ba'olam haba, or so that I'll receive reward in the world to come. Hamud Lomar, no, the Torah says le'ahava es Hashem elokecha, to love Hashem your God. It's just loving Hashem, not because we're getting something out of it. So the Sifri concludes, whatever you do, do so out of Ava, do so out of love for Hashem. So we see this is quite clear. And it's also clear that this really is the intention of the Torah and the intention of the words of our Chachamim. Aleyhem ha-shalom. Ve'ein ma'alim ein of mizeh. 
one should not hide their eyes from this. In other words, to pretend like this is not the goal. Ela evil mishtageya. The only person who would do that is the person who's mishoga. Shekilkaluhu vishibshuhu hamachshavos hasuchalos. And he's been corrupted and twisted by foolish ideas. Vuharayanos haguruim and by inferior ideas. Vizuhi ma'alas Avraham Avinu alavishalom. This is the great level of Avraham Avinu, Shuhuhaya Oved Me'ahava, that he served Hashem out of love, strictly for the sake of Hashem himself. Ulu'umas haderach hazer ru'uya lihiyos ha'his oriris. Ha'his oriris. Now see how he says that? And toward this path, lu'umas, toward this path of serving Hashem for its own sake, out of love, it is fitting that our his oriris our education, our motivation be toward that direction, meaning we're striving for this. We know that it's not immediately possible. It's a long-term, lifetime project. But the hisoreruz, so the motivation to serve Hashem for its own sake, it has to be part of the picture. We shouldn't leave it out, even though we know it's so difficult to attain. But it's got to be in there, in our machshava and in our hashkafa. Okay, now that concludes that part of the Rambam, and we'll go on to the next paragraph. We're again, we're on page Tkuf Tes Zion, and the middle of the page. Yes, Mrs. Steinberg. I think it's a rare person who doesn't have in the back of his mind that he couldn't get that It is. It is the rare person. It's human. I can't write. It's just human. Right, Rebbe and is saying, Mrs. Steinberg, it's just human, and it's true. That's what the Rambam is saying to us. So who do we have as an example of someone who did this? Avraham Avinu, right? That's not your everyday person, right? Most people are, you know, working toward this. Rebison, did you have a comment? No? Okay. So they're working toward this. He calls it a hisorerus. We at least should be motivated in this direction, trying for that. Okay, next paragraph. Ulufisha yodu zichronam livracha. And because the Chachamim Zichonam Livracha knew, Shezeho Inyan Kosha Admo, just as the two ladies were just saying, this is extremely hard. Vein Kol Adam Masigosav. And not every person is able to be Masig this, attain this, meaning that's understood. Vein Sigo. And if a person does attain this Madrega, of being able to serve Hashem for his own sake, if he does, or she, it's not the very first thing that happens to a person when they're serving Hashem. Good morning. That's my granddaughter. They have a day off school. That's Nochama Goldberger. Hi, Nochama. Okay, we're on page Kuf Tesdain. It's the fifth. Uh, page of the handout. So even if a person is Zoha to be able to have this kind of comprehension, but it's not It's not the very first thing that happens to a person when they're learning Torah and being over Hashem Lishma. And it's not something that we think can be cl- clarified in our Amuna right away. Lefi, 
A person doesn't really do anything. Mrs. Tommy, this is Mamish, your point, what you just said. A person doesn't do anything, most people, unless there's some kind of benefit. We're not going to do something if there's not some kind of benefit coming our way. That's how we are. Or that some kind of loss would be avoided. So either we're gaining something directly or we're avoiding harm. Do you have this too again? No. Okay, so it's Kruf Zion. One, one page before that. Oh, okay. Zion. And it's about um, right here. Vim ain't okay, and if that's not the case for the majority of people, we will look at that as something which is uh, futile and empty. I'm not getting something, I'm not avoiding some kind of harm, so what, what's in this? And how could you even say to a person who studies Torah, who knows Torah, do these things, meaning mitzvot, don't do those things, meaning Averus. Not because of fear of punishment. And not on account of hoping for some kind of nice response ultimately. Don't do it for that. Don't do it for Sakhar. This would be very hard for people to attain. Once again, because most people are not able to achieve that true, ultimate lishma to elis until one reaches the level of Abraham Avinu, Therefore, the Chachamim were matir, meaning to say, they opened it up. Lahamon. Now I want to translate this word carefully. Usually the word hamon means the masses. So people tend to think, oh, the, the lower levels of society. It's the masses, right? It's not what it means here. It means all of Kla Yisrael, except for the very greatest of our people. Mamish means the hamon. 99.9% of our people. The Chachamim say, yes, we have to gradually build our way up to this. And that's a very important point, phrase. It has to settle in. It has to settle in to our mindset that we're doing something with giving ourselves over completely to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not thinking about what gain we're getting. People in general are doing mitzvahs for tikvah schar, anticipation of some kind of reward. And we're being careful not to do averos out of fear of punishment. So he says, you know what? We're going to be okay with that. That people are going to go with that and say, yeah, I'm going to be getting olam haba from this. Until something happens. I'll, I'll say like a little light goes off in somebody 
and they realize, I'm doing this because it's true. Because this is what Hashem is calling on me to do. That's why I'm doing it. Vahadera chashole mahu, and the true shlemistic away becomes all of a sudden revealed to them. Kamosha osim benar bishas halimud, kamosha hevesi hamashal. As we brought the mashal before of rewarding a child with candy and prizes to learn, because that's going to bring him into it, but ultimately to realize as he grows up what it's really all about. Now, I think that most adults have had this experience that we're thinking about at some point serving Hashem for His own sake. And even though we're human and we're trying for other things as well, but we can understand and relate to what the Rambam is talking about when you hear a certain truth of Torah and you just appreciate it because of its truth and its beauty and its meaning. And you're just standing there in awe of what the Torah just said or what the Chachamim just said. And we're not thinking about Olam Haba and what we're going to get. We had this moment of I'm standing in the midst of an, of an absolute truth. And we're struck by that. So that's a little taste of, I think, the higher concept of Lishma. Now, one more section to the end of the paragraph, and we'll get a few questions. Now, we mentioned before, last week, that Antigonus Ish Socho is one of the early Tanoim mentioned in Pirkeiavos. And he says there, don't be like servants who serve the master, Amanas the Pras, to get a present, but rather, Shalom Amanas the Pras, not in order to get a present. So, that's his statement, that's what we're talking about. But something happened when Antigonus Ish Socho made that statement. Something negative happened in Klal Yisrael. So here it is. The He'eshimu Antigonus Ish Socho. The Chachamim actually held Antigonus Ish Socho to be responsible, culpable, for something that came out of that statement which was not good. Beve'aro Hamon. When he taught that to the masses of Klal Yisrael, Uma Shabeir Va'amru Bazeh, and the Chachamim said about this also in Pirkayavos, Chachamim, Hizoharu Bidivrechem. Chachamim, be careful with your words. Who were they addressing when they said that? Antigonus Isocha. When he said, Serve Hashem, not in order to be Makabo Pras. The Chachamim said, be careful what you say. Now take a look at the bottom of the page there. Underneath the line, it's footnote Dalad. I hope you have your glasses. <laughs> it's footnote Dalad. One, two, three, four, five lines beneath that breaking line in the middle of the page. Shabir Lishnei Tamira, because what did Antigonish Isocho say to his Tamirim? that we should serve Hashem out of love and not to receive some kind of reward. And amongst his students, there were two students, one named Sadok and the other Baitus. And they didn't fully understand what Antigonus Ishsocho was saying. They didn't fully grasp his words. 
Va'amru, and they said, and they concluded, Im would a person labor all day long and not get paid at night? You have your electrician come and work in your house for eight hours and he's finished and he says, I'm done and you say, thank you, have a good night. But where's my, where's my paycheck? So they said, Soto Kambaitus, what do you mean? Antigonese Soho, that we're going to work all day long and not get anything from it? So they continued to say, if our great teachers were to know, that there is a world to come in Olam Haba, and that there is a Tichiyas Hamesim when we come back to life and experience extreme closeness to Hashem for eternity, wouldn't they teach this? So Tzaduk and Baitus are saying, why didn't he say we get Olam Haba? There's no Olam Haba. That's what they concluded. I'm still in that footnote. And they departed from Kla Yisrael and they formed two factions, Tzadukim Ubaitusim. The more famous word is Tzadukim. So these are people who became heretics. They only believed in Torah Shabbat, not Torah Shabbat. They didn't believe in Olam Haba. So they took Antigonus Isochos' words literally, too literally, and they didn't go down into the depths of what he was saying. It says that comes from Ovos to Rabbi Nasson and also look in another place of the Rambam. So they went off the path of Torah, and even though, of course, they're responsible, they're culpable, for their own decisions, they're adults, they misunderstood. But the Chachamim said regarding Antigonus Isocha, in all of his greatness, he was a Tana, Chachamim Hizoharu Bidivrechem. Be careful with your words. If you're going to allow people to think that there's nothing in this except for absolute truth, and they're not in that frame of mind like most people are, aren't, that's a mistake. So hence, the Rambam's Mishalim last week of each person according to their age, according to their level, what they need to hear that motivates them. Ukamo, now I'm back on the top. Ukamo as it says in Pirkei Avos. Ve'ein hehamon mafsidim kol v'chol. He says, and you know what? Most people are not going to lose out ba'asosem ha-mitzvos miyiras ha'onesh if they're doing mitzvot out of fear of punishment, the tikvas haschar, or out of anticipation of reward. In other words, it's okay. You're doing mitzvot. It's all right. Ela shehem bilti shleimim. It's not shalim. It's not the most complete, full, pure level of emuna, but it is emuna, and it is Torah, and it is mitzvot, and that's okay. Ve'ulam. Zetov lohem. Not only that, it's a good thing. Until a person is old enough, mature enough, well-versed enough in Torah to start to get the deeper message that this is simply meaning, meaningful in and of itself.
and people will wake up to the, to the truth. And ultimately serve Hashem out of Ahava. As the Chachamim said, a person should always study Torah, even because from out of will come Lishma. So we really have this tension between these two ideas. There's some tension here. On the one hand, we're saying that it has to be L'Shem Shemayim, that's the ultimate level, which it is. On the other hand, we're saying that, no, no, you got to go with Shalol Lishma. That's how human beings are. And gradually work your way up, every one of us, to that higher point, Bezras Hashem, which we aspire to. I just want to add one more comment here. Something from the Mori Naim, the first Chernobyl Rebbe, the ancestor of my Rebbe, who said the Rebbe Nachum of Chernobyl. Uh, in the 1700s, the Talmud of the Baal Shem Tov and the Magad of Mezerich. So he made a diuk on this Chazal. The Chazal that we just saw at the end here was, mm-hmm. A person should always study Torah, even Shalolishma, because mitoch Shalolishma, Balishma. So he asked, why Laolam? Why doesn't it say, until you get to Lishma? That you should always study Shalom Lishma? So he answers, if you think you're learning Lishma, then you're all done. You have nowhere left to go. The moment a person thinks, I'm learning Lishma, they stop growing. So Olam, a person should always learn Shalom Lishma, meaning that we can always find another level to rise, another level of purity or action or thought. We can always grow, go higher. And the only way to do that is by seeking a, the next level higher of Lishma than I'm currently at. We don't arrive. We don't reach at this point and then we're done. It's just a constantly climbing process toward Lishma. Rebison, you had a, a comment before? With your hand up? No? Hands are, uh, yeah, Ilana, please. Yes. I, I really think, you know, Ilana's question is very connected to what the Rambam is saying here, that every person, even somebody who has experienced Matan Torah, that there's still a part of us which operates based on love and fear, and we really have to have that inside of us. You know, the Yura Tata, the lower feel, fear we have, which is Yura Taonish, fear of punishment, so we don't want to get hung up on that, but at the same time, the concept of consequences for negative behavior, it's got to be absorbed by a person. And we can't assume that just because we reached some high madrega that we can now let go of that. That's always got to be in the fabric of the Jewish people, even if we have gone way above that. The Magad Mezerich said, I heard this also from my Rabbi Zatzal, that let's say a great person who has you're a Shemaim at a very high level, what we would call awe of Hashem. So why is Yira Saonish necessary for that person? They, they have graduated past that. 
So the Magid said, because in the moment of temptation, the only thing that will keep a person truly away from doing that bad thing is to equate that with pain. It's the only thing that will help in the moment of temptation. Because the arrival at intellectual conclusions, even though they're strong, in the midst of temptation, they don't help. But Yuras Haonesh, sometimes you have to resort to it in order to pull yourself away from what you're doing. That's not quite the same thing, but with Yosef HaTzadik, when he was with Aishas Potiphar and she was seducing him, and it was getting, you know, very, very close there, and he sees the image of his father. You know, I know that Chazal Rashi says that. He sees the image of Yaakov Avinu, so he holds himself back from Aishas Potiphar. So, to me, that's a Yura moment that, Yaakov, that Yosef HaTzadik has. And he's Yosef HaTzadik. But he needs that Yura moment for a minute just to make sure that he pulls back from the brink. That's what the Magid was saying. So we all need that at some time, even if we have gone past that on a broader scale. Javi had a, a comment? Right. It does. And I think the Rambam is, as well you know, is saying that the idea of feeling good in learning Torah, and I want to uh, make an important distinction here, which we, we alluded to last week. Simcha in learning Torah is part of learning Torah. That's not considered a reward. It's part of the experience itself. So if you're referring to that, Javi, that there's a sense of feeling good in learning and there's simcha there, then yeah, that's absolutely fine. That's just part of what Torah is. Even with the struggle of learning, there's also the simcha of learning. That's not sechar. That's part of the experience of Torah. Now, a person could take that too far and just what the, what the Sifrei Musr say, they're learning mitoch oneg. It's like learning for pleasure's sake. Then you cross the line. And that's more self-indulgent, just in, it's pleasure. Okay, so even though one might say we, we, we like to use the word geschmack, the person finds something like that, okay, okay, has its place. But you can cross the line, and, and even Torah study itself just becomes for the sake of pleasure. That's, that becomes self-indulgent. So simcha is good, meaning is good, but we could, as always, we have to be careful not to just you might say, indulge ourselves in the luxury of Torah because it feels so good. Yeah, I'm not going to knock it <laughs> because at least you're, we're, we're learning Torah. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing to do. But in terms of tikkun hamidos, it's something to be aware of. Simcha, great. Even pleasure, great. But self-indulgence, no. Then we cross the line. Yeah, Rebison, please. I just want to use the word ego satisfaction. Ego satisfaction I as well. I mean, because you could enjoy it so long as why, is there any limit if you're really in that place? Right. So I think the subtlety that it becomes, or the challenge is that it can quickly turn into ego satisfaction. Yes, it could. And that's a different kind of joy. It's not, it's like a sully kind of, a, it's just that's something else. Right. Yeah, that kind of ego satisfaction is a different kind of joy than the satisfaction of studying Torah 
for its own sake or similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, you want to please. Is an eternal relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu a lulishma? Because um, because it seems very, it seems like um, it seems like something we want very badly, and it seems like almost like that's a shma because you're in a relationship. But if it wasn't eternal, and I don't know if people would stop for it. Right. If it's okay for two hundred years, we get Olam Haba, and then it's end. We might say, well, you know. Uh, or it's just <laughs> yeah. I don't. Right. Right. So what Ilana is referring to, in, in my opinion, is a difficult question. So we learned the Derech Hashem right, several years ago, and he talks about Devekus. That, that ultimately a person reaches a state of Devekus, of being extremely close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Olam Haba, and that grows and grows eternally. And that this, this tremendous oneg for the Neshama when we reach that place. And that's what Olam Haba is about. So that's true. The Ramchal says that. That's the teaching of the Ramchal. I think we all have to go with that because we know that's ultimately where Bezras Hashem, we, we go. Kol Yisrael Yeshlem Chelek Olam Haba. Now we also have these stories of great tzaddikim. You hear them from different tzaddikim. I've heard from several stories like this. That they do something and they find out they lost their Chelek in Olam Haba. And they're very happy. So people are shocked. Well, why are you happy? Because now I can serve Hashem without thinking about Olam Haba. I can finally serve Hashem without thinking about Olam Haba. I lost my chilek. Fine. It's exactly what I wanted. Now for us, that's, that's astounding, you know. And of course, you get a bigger chilek in Olam Haba when you do that, right? <laughs> but, but you're not doing it for that reason. So there's this, again, there's this tension um, in this idea of striving for closeness and devakus to Hashem, but ultimately just letting go of that too. <coughs> not thinking about that. That's not why I'm doing it. Doing it to get clo- to to be in this state of truth or avas Hashem. And we're not thinking about Olam Haba. But at the same time, and I know this is almost a contradiction, we are. We're thinking about the Vegas, but we're letting it go. We're thinking about the Vegas, but not letting it motivate us. We're motivating ourselves by the Vegas, but then we're releasing that thought. We're, we're in this range where we have to do both of those things. Yeah, Dory, please. Right, right, right. You don't want that lechad chila, right? <laughs> you know, right. You don't. We wouldn't do things to le- lose our chelik and olam haba, and then be able to say, "Thank God, I lost it." We wouldn't do that. We're striving not to do that. But something happened that were, it was understood. They lost their chelik. One story I heard was from the Magid of Mezarich, that he heard about a certain sad situation, and he said, "Like Hashem Yirachem, Hashem should have compassion." Like we would always say. So is the tain on him in Shemaim, what, you think Hashem is not Merachim? You should have to say that? So he realized he lost his chilek at Olam Haba for saying that. I touched Madrega. And then he was very happy because he said, then I can serve Hashem without thinking about that. And then he got it back. 
So these kinds of things, that's not our, we, we don't live in those realms, you know. We say Hashem Yirachem, we're, we're davening for Hashem's Rachmanis, we want Hashem's Rachamim, but we're talking about people living in the spiritual stratosphere. So we have this, um, we really have to d deal with this tension between these ideas and know ourselves that we're seeking Devekas and Olam Haba, but also trying to have those moments of just, you might say, being with Hashem and not thinking about the consequences of that. It's a hard thing, it's a very delicate concept. Anyone else? Rebbe Sinyana, please. I just think something that Rebbe Sinyana said, that's all that I... I mean, they're just, they're words, so I don't, you know, but it's found them helpful that it's the difference between doing it because it's what God wants. So doing it because it's what Hashem wants, right. That that's maybe something that we could relate to, mm -hmm. not that we could necessarily do it. Mm -hmm. But, and they, so the, was it Ruvay that said that, the word that Dory just said? Uh, Yehuda. Yehuda said right. that. So that he may or may not be lamenting that he's actually losing it, but his saying it is demonstrating value towards something that Hashem has told us is valuable. Mm -hmm. So whether we're ultimately looking for that or not doesn't mean we don't give value to it for that on that because Hashem does. Because it is a reality. And and the truth is we don't even know that reality. We can talk about it, but we have no at least kind of what we're learning, we have no idea what that ONAG is gonna be about, except you know it's greater than anything here. So right. we know that. Right. But um hard for us to relate to, we won't be physical, all these things. So right. in a certain sense, what are we thinking? We're banking on something we have no clue what it is. Yes. But we appreciate that it's valuable because we're told that it's valuable. Yeah. I think one way to relate to it perhaps, you have somebody in your life who you really love very much and they ask you to do something and you do that for them and you're not thinking about what you're going to get out of it. You just know that's what, that's what they want. My husband, my wife, my child, my, my close friend. We know oh, that's, that's what they want. So therefore, that's what I'm going to do. And it's not even on our minds, what will I get out of this? We're not thinking about it. We're just thinking that we love that person and that's why we're doing it. That's a little bit like this. So yeah, we do something for that person which they appreciate and like, there will be a consequence, a positive one. They'll appreciate it. We'll get closer as a result of that. But that's not what we're thinking about. That's a similar concept as what we're re referring to here in, in Olam Haba. Okay, yes, Elka, please. Yes. Right. Okay, so really the mitzvahs are eternal and the power that they have is also eternal. So we're actually climbing forever 
we're climbing for eternity based on the power of the mitzvahs that we did here. It's not that a mitzvah or the sum total of our mitzvahs puts us on a particular level in Olam Haba and there we stay. They put us at a certain place and from that place we continue to rise. So as the Ramchal says in the Derech Hashem, Ilui Achar Ilui, one level of elevation after another. So the mitzvahs are like, you could say they're like a motor and they're just constantly moving us forward and they don't run out. That, that battery doesn't die. But they keep going and going and going and that's really how what carries us forward and higher in Olam Haba. Now it's true also that there are certain times like a yurt site where a neshama mamela has an aliyah. It rises up another level in Shammai and it, it does that each and every year. And what the descendants of that person do over here, whether it's Kaddish or Mitzvahs and Tzedakah and Maisim Tova and making a Lachayim, all those things you know, contribute to that Aliyah's Nishama, that's true, at that time of year. But at a, on a regular basis, the Nishama is rising, Iluyachar Ilui, anyway, based on its Torah and Mitzvahs that it did here. Yeah. Linda, please. So clarify for a second. Yeah. Yes. 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 You do have the ripple effects factor, but it's also just something which is built in that each year the neshama goes up. Then how is it fair that some neshamas are born now and other neshamas were born thousands of years ago and they have a thousand years ahead? <laughs> <laughs> It'll all work out. <laughs> Hashem has this all carefully orchestrated. It's all going to work out. <laughs> right. It'll all work out. Yes, please, Mrs. Friends. Way, way before has to get to a certain level of achievement. So it's not that they're doing better. It's that they, they have to come to a tikkun. Yes, every neshama has to come to its tikkun. Could take shorter, could take longer. You know, that's all based on the shorish of neshama, that person, Hashem is aware of those secret things. It's all dependent on what that particular neshama needs. Gail, did you have a hand up before? No? Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I thought I would, I did. Um, I thought we couldn't do anything, but I think we, have to, we can't do anything anymore. Right, we can't do anymore. It's the power of what you already did. That's right. It's, it's the power of what we did here, which does not run out. That's an eternal thing. Averos run out. Thank you, Mrs. Fran, for pointing that out. There's a limit to that, because by definition, in creation, good is eternal, ra is not. Good lasts forever, ra is only temporary. It's here for a certain period of time, for Bechira, and after that point is over, and we've done Shuva, or there's been Onshim, then Ra is done. It's over and done with. The only thing left when it all comes out is Tov. Ra is temporary. Good is forever. Yeah, please, sir. Yes, it is. But that too will also reach its Tikkun. So a few, a few big things like Cheiro Egel, every generation has to be Mechaper for Cheiro Egel. But that's in this world. And that's until Mashiach comes. And then that will be over as well even something like Heiro Ego, 
will reach its point of tikkun, and then we're over and done with that. Even though some of them. Not yet. No. <laughs> it takes time, as they say. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Please, Sarah. So when when Ra ends, is it? Did that come into being? Yes. It's connected to that. But there's two kinds of Ra, right? So one is man-made, which started with the fate of Adam and Hava and Ganeh, when we ate from the Eitz Hadas, Adam and Hava. That will also conclude. But there's another kind of Ra or darkness that Hashem built into the world. Because there was a Nachash when the world started. Before Adam and Hava did anything wrong, there was a Nachash here, which represents the powers of Ra in the world. Hashem put them here for the sake of Bechira. Those will also conclude. So both levels of Ra, both man-made and the Ra which Hashem put here for His own purposes, they ultimately will conclude and you'll have only Tov. Yeah, please, yeah. Um, you mentioned that what we can do for our ancestors or parents. Right, who already passed away. Anytime. Um, I'm, I'm going to say yes and no. So by definition, a person's descendants and their students and anybody who learned something from that person who remains in this world, when they do something which can be attributed to that person who passed away, then that person has an alias neshama. All right, so central people, our parents, you know, our main teachers in life, they're accruing, you know, a lot based on anything good that we do. But you also have, you know, more distant influences on people, which could be traced back to that person who lived 500 years ago. And if somehow that led to a person nowadays doing something good, that's also an Elias Neshama for them. So that you don't have to think about. That just happens automatically. But if you are thinking about somebody on a particular day, such as their yard site, but even if it's not, and you're thinking about that person, I'm going to give tzedakah, le'iloi nishma, such and such a person, that has an impact. If you do that with them in mind. So she does all the time. I'm going to say no. It's just, it's just not what Klai Yisrael does. We're not thinking every time we do something, it should be for him and for her. It's like, it becomes too much. So at certain special times we should be thinking about that, certainly on a yurt site, special times. There could be other th times too. Maybe you thought about that person for a particular reason. Uh, I was just in Denver overnight and earlier in this week and I visited my father's kever in Denver and Davin there. So certainly it wasn't his yurt site, but there's a connection. I'm standing there by his kever, so I'm feeling something and his presence, so I'm having him in mind. So those kinds of moments that happen in lifetime, we can take advantage of them. But on a day-to-day -day basis, it's just really about doing what's good, serving our Kaddish Baruch Hu, and those zechuyos will accumulate memela for the people who helped us get to that point. Um, I can't see the clock. What time is it over there? Twenty-five. Almost twenty-five. Okay. All right. So that's so. We'll conclude for today. Have a great week, everybody, and. Bezrat HaShem, we'll see you next week. All the best. Have a good job.
Let me know your questions. I want to hear some questions later. After you process the information. <laughs>